Co-Founders Affairs. Choose your partner to go to bed with wisely, as if you were choosing a wife or a husband. Think of how much time you spend with your life partner, and now compare that with the time you spend with your colleagues at work. Now imagine how painful, awkward, and unpredictable splitting with your spouse can be. You always thought you knew this person inside out, but it turns out that it's just not the case. He or she can reveal their ugliest side to your greatest surprise at the moment when you are most vulnerable or weak. And so an innocent girl became a monster. <laughs> She's a monster! A monster! <laughs> about 50% of all marriages in the US end up in a divorce, and about 50% of founders are no longer the CEO after three years into a venture either. As much as a divorce can be painful and costly, the same goes for co-founders splitting when they feel that they are no longer aligned towards the same goals. Here are a few tips and insights on how to look for, choose, and forecast an upcoming co-founder relationship. Good working relationship. You don't need to be friends, but it would be good if you at least like each other or have some similarities or common interests. There is the concept of a look-alike rule, which I personally use a lot when hiring or considering someone to become a co-founder for my next company. Would I be up for going for a drink with that person after work to go through everything with them at the end of the day, to confide and to discuss my thoughts and get straight and honest feedback? If the answer is yes, then it's already a great deal. No trust, no deal. We only got a deal, we trust each other. Mutual respect is key. Mutual respect is the second most important thing. You need to respect your co-founder and trust them blindly in all professional matters. If it's a CTO, you need to be sure that he or she is always acting in the best interest of the company, can lead the team of developers and machine learning engineers, and is always capable of building a product at its estimated complexity. I'm simple in this way. I always give my full trust first and then see if that person can maintain and respect that trust. If it turns out that the person has failed the given trust, it's better to cut off the relationship straight away. There may never be the right moment to do it, but it's better to cut it off sooner than later. In fact, the sooner, the better. The sooner he is exterminated, the better. Understand their intentions. To execute the divorce as smoothly as possible, you will first need to set up the foundation way before the co-founder joins and starts working with you. In initial conversations, it's important to understand his or her intentions. What exactly drives that person? Money? You're just a capitalist dupe! All you care about is money! Recognition or boredom and too much time in their hands? Are they prepared to dig into their own pockets in return for stock? Will they invest all their time or is it just a part-time commitment? What kind of expertise he or she will bring to the table? Do they have connections to investors or first clients? Can they be a deep team player or a team leader at the same time? Red flags to watch. I'll be mentioning some extreme cases here, but for example, red flag for me would be if a co-founder wants stock but is not willing to invest into the company his own money. Oh boy, another red flag. You also want your co-founder to be with you all in and not running any other businesses on the side. Those can be helpful but can only commit part-time would work better as a consultant with a very minimal stock portion vested as slow as possible. 
Some other key questions to consider. Will this co-founder open doors to investors who will actually invest in your company? Will they introduce and expose you to your first clients who will pave the road for the upcoming success of your venture? Is this person patient and attentive enough to the details? Can they keep the team energized when the mood is low, pressure is high, or are they a loner and prefer to do things on their own? Case closed. She's a loner. When to cut ties. Now imagine a situation when you are in the middle of a process of building a product and your partner has started acting weird. Don't you think he's acting weird lately? I know. It is weird. Maybe they are going behind your back and have created a pact with other colleagues to go against you. Maybe they are minded elsewhere and they have lost their confidence and now it's affecting all the others around. Maybe they are going through some personal issues which are not related to the business, but it impacts their, their overall performance and affecting you, your team and your company as well. The best way to address any issues is to speak to them openly and see their response. Don't directly accuse them of, being, of not being motivated or call them a douchebag. Instead, ask them if this is how they want you to perceive them and how they want to appear in front of the others. Ideally, the answer should be a no and your partner would start improving or change their attitude. If this does not occur, give it a maximum of two more such conversations. In the meantime, start looking for a replacement. If you haven't observed any changes, confront them again, inform them of your decision, preferably in person and one-on-one, -on -one, and let them go. If you're leaning towards the decision to fire, just do it. If you're already in the process of things getting really messed up, again, it's best to cut it even quicker and let the co-founder go as fast as possible, even if you don't have a replacement ready. Unfortunately, things are not going to improve and will only get more expensive from your side. Speak to your staff about it immediately or shortly afterwards and keep them in the loop with your decisions. Get the most loyal ones on board with your decision and also ask them for support when talking to others who you can talk or convince. Seek for a replacement at the same time. Other potential threats to watch out for. There are possible threats from co-founder leaving, accusations and revelations through PR and social media, other valuable employees joining them or leaving your company in unison and out of solidarity. Your former co-founder could also become your competitor. You just made yourself a powerful enemy. It's best to avoid this by either writing an agreement upon their departure, you probably have to settle on a lump sum amount to get the signature, or have it baked in the shareholders agreement from the first day on, valid for all co-founders, both in good and bad liver cases. Now about shareholders agreement, here's what you need to include in it. Thorough description of what is a bad and good liver. Have it as inclusive as possible, but not too descriptive to leave room for interpretation. A significant cliff period locking down the shares so that in the event your confounder leaves, they go away with nothing. It will help you to avoid the unwanted dead bodies in your cap table. A slow-paced vesting period releasing your shares to your co-founders as unhurried as possible, around 2% monthly seems about the right amount. A strict non-disclosure clause to protect non-public information about your company leaking outside during their employment or beyond with some serious fine if they suspected. Doing business with friends requires a special mention. I personally would rather not do business with my friends, but if you really have to, here are my top thoughts. You want to do business with me? 
I will do business with you. Do not do 50-50 or 49-51 or anything like that. You cannot know for sure what will happen in the future, as there is always someone who is more motivated, you, whereas the other is okay with everything as long as it's between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. I know it's an extreme case, but I've seen those scenarios developing too often to ignore. It's okay to do business with a friend if you worked with them in the past and it was a positive experience. It's also okay if they invest their own money into this company. Don't give them shares as a gift. Instead, ask them to pay for it. If you pay for a puppy or a kitten, you'll love it more versus if you got it for free too. They agree to full-time commitment at a salary below their market value for at least two years. If it's for only six months or even a year, it's best not to invite this person to join your deal at all. If they have another business running on the side, this is usually not a good sign. It's better to then keep this person as an active consultant, which may become passive at any time. Then you won't feel frustrated if they block a significant amount of shares, which you may need for future fundraising events with new investors so that you don't dilute yours too much. Here's another scenario. You consider inviting a co-founder who you don't know at all. Perhaps it was a recommendation or maybe you posted this role online and found someone who might be perfect for the part. If it's a technical person, give them a task to do. You need to be 110% sure that you would be able to complete so difficult a task. Have someone from your technical friends speak to them and ask them very specific technical questions and get feedback from all their responses. Call up this person's former and current subordinates and bosses. Don't email them as there are many things that can't be asked or put into the email. Funny enough, do not forget to Google your candidate. Check their social media profiles and also profiles of their former colleagues and family. Well, you ain't never Googled it? Get together for a drink and not only once invite your friends or family members and ask him to do the same. Listen and watch carefully how this person behaves in front of the others, whether they are friends, colleagues, staff, or family. You don't need to be best friends with them, but mutual respect is crucial. Based on that mutual respect, we can make quite a team. After all of these steps, if your intuition tells you it's not the right person, it's most likely so. Think of it like choosing a husband or a wife. Imagine you will be spending days and sometimes nights with this person for the next few years. Isn't it something to take very seriously? Trust your gut.